How do we start this? In this episode. We have an announcement? We do. Shelly and I have news. Mm -hmm. Don't panic. It's okay. It's okay. And then after we share our news, we are going to read a couple listener letters today. I love the listener letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's been a little while. Yeah. These are both from current Mormons. Not for long. Oh, sorry. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Don't use that win for Satan. Nope. All right. Let's take a break and then get into it when we get back. All right. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly, and I'm a little bit under the weather. Mm. Um, so if I sound a little, you know, deeper voice, sexier than normal, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> also, we are not in our studio today. Mm -mm. We're down at one of the Airbnbs, and uh, the sound is not great. Right. So quit your bitching. We're doing our best. Dan hates these travel mics. Sorry, Dan. Uh, Dan. Mm. <laughs> well, there's a weird EQ thing. Don't know what you just said. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. EQ, LMNOP is going to be way <laughs> off. Yeah, it's going to be kind of funky. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we have put this off as long as possible. Yes. Because of lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out what the future holds right. is one of them trying to get over the pain mm -hmm. is another. Everyone's very alarmed right now. Mary and I have broken up. It's not a joke. It's not April Fool's. It's true. We broke up, I don't know, two months ago now, I want to say. Yeah, over the summer. Over the summer. And we just kind of had to take a break from the podcasting just to work through 
everything. We don't want to get into details about the breakup. It's personal, of course, but I just want everyone to know that, A, there was no infidelity. Right. And for some reason, for me, like in the Mormon world, when someone breaks up, divorces or whatever, my first thought was always somebody cheated (laughs) or somebody left the church and good thing they divorced. (laughs) I know it's fucked up. Well, I left the church a long time ago. You did. So did did you. I did. (laughs) I did. Not that church, though. Different church. Right. In case you're listening for the first time. Right. Well, and if you are, fucking go back, go back to, to the episode beginning. one. I know. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in the last couple of months, it's been hard on both of us. Yeah. We both know and understand that we needed to take that relationship break. Mm-hmm. Not like break up. Not we're on a break. Like break up. And well, we had to take time apart and figure it all out. It, sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't just like break up and everything's great. Me being the more, and this is not a diss on you, me being the more feeling one, I guess. Because I'm cold and dead inside? No. <laughs> no. Because I am the one that gets devastated by everything. That's just who I am. You are all up in your feels. I am. Lot. I am. Mm-hmm. So in all honesty, uh, it was very hard for me. Um, my mom got sick and passed away all in the same week, I would say. Very bad timing. Uh, horrible timing. Yeah. But what do you do? It's like you break up and then my mom dies. And then do we say, never mind, let's get back together while you work through your mom grief and then we'll break up? Like that's, it's just. <laughs> I mean, our cat was out of the bag for us. And then your mom got sick and passed. And it's just, it was just bad timing. It was bad. It was bad. So the one two punch for me, losing Mary as my girlfriend and losing my mom as my mom. Definitely put me in a spiral of massive depression, um, massive anxiety that I haven't felt in a long time there. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I guess we need a trigger warning. Suicide ideation, I guess, is our trigger warning there. I definitely was in a very bad, unsafe place there. Um, And, you know, I'm just laying this out there for you people because that's what we do. Sure. Uh, The breakup basically happened in Mary's apartment. And I don't think I would have done anything because I didn't. But when I get to that point, it's like my brain starts the panic and doesn't think logically and was like, you know, Shelly, Mary lives on the sixth floor. There's a balcony. It wouldn't be that hard to just go take a leap and make make it stop hurting. Mm. I didn't know you. I mean, that that's not considered an active plan. Though. No, it was, I was having the impulses, which by the way, talking to a doctor after that. You checked yourself into an ER. Yes. Yeah, so when I went, when I checked into the ER and that was probably the next day, uh, she told me most people don't make plans. Most people it's impulsive and they can't handle it and they do something that they wouldn't necessarily have done if they could have sat and talked it through or whatever. So whether or not I would have done that, I don't know. It, it, who knows? But I recognized that those thoughts were were coming in and I knew it wasn't good. And so I spent probably the next day, gosh, for sure the next day was horrible, but it was um, nonstop grief and crying and wailing and and just 
wanting to get away from all these feelings. And by the way, Mary, you were very sweet and very kind in trying to help me. I didn't leave your side for like three days. No, you didn't. And you also had a lot of support from a lot of friends. I did. I figured I'd get a little teary on this, but... (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just kind of going back there in my mind and it's not happy. Yeah, I know. So yeah, the next day when I was just in a horrible place, um, you know, wailing out loud, just not being able to handle anything and kind of rocking back and forth and just major anxiety. The neighbors, I can't believe they didn't call the cops because it wasn't like quiet wailing. It was like grief, mourning. Anyway, my daughter Genevieve was home, thank God. Well, actually, she was at work a lot of the day But she knew what had happened and she knew I was in a real shitty place. And she would text me like every hour, Mom, how are you doing? Mom, are you okay? Yeah, my kids, they're just, oh, they're amazing humans. And one time I just texted her and I said, Genevieve, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not good. I'm scared. And she came home right away. And I was also talking to Kimberly and Jess, our therapist friends, and they were very helpful with me understanding like the danger of what was going on. Right. Uh, and they, they were making all these calls trying to find a facility for you. Actually. Yeah. They, they knew it was bad. And I remember Kimberly asked, are you safe? And I said, I don't think so. And she said, you need to go to the hospital. And I agreed. I'm like, yes, for sure. Genevieve came home and she took me to the hospital and Mary met me there. They wouldn't even let me go back there, those assholes. I know. Well, because Genevieve was back there with me, like, (laughs) one visit at a time. Yeah. And by the way, um, there actually wasn't room for you in there because I only made it to like a gurney. Not that they had to wheel me somewhere because I couldn't walk, but they had me lay down on a gurney in the hall while they talked to me and Mm -hmm. asked me questions. And um, That seems an appropriate place for all that. Yeah. (laughs) Just in some hallway. I know. Like, oh, I feel so cared for. Um, But the great thing. No one listen. (laughs) This is private. This is my private shit that I need to talk about. I know they're asking me out loud if I'm making plans to kill myself. And yeah, (laughs) everyone's here. Listen up. Gather around everybody in the hall. Gather around. We're about to start a podcast. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) So what was slightly entertaining, but I guess I shouldn't have been entertained because it's sad, mom, but in the room like connecting to the hall where I was, there was a a person there because I eavesdropped very well. The doctors assumed he had taken way too many meds, like on purpose. Mm. But he was irritable. He was yelling. He was trying to, you know, throw things around. And so they had, I'm not exaggerating, at least 10 security officers, some in the room, some standing in the hall. So I felt very safe. (laughs) I don't know, but it was kind of nice. I don't know. It sounds horrible to say it was nice to have the distraction of someone else who was suffering, but whatever. It is what it is. Mary met me back in the waiting room because the the doctors wanted to admit me into that hospital there for like 72-hour watch, and I just didn't want to be there. I just felt, I didn't want to be without my people, you know? I, I didn't want to be confined to some place. Anyway, Mary met me. She brought me home. Genevieve went back home in my car and oh, you stayed with me for, for a while. Yeah. You did. And it was... <sighs> I wanted to make sure you're okay. I know. I and love I just, you. I love you too. So much. 
That hasn't changed y'all. No, never will. No. Never. Sometimes you just have to make the really hard decisions in life. Yes. And Mary, it was the right decision. I know for the first few weeks, I was just like a fucking train wreck. And I, I am glad that you stood strong in, in the resolve that this needs to, to be ended as far as the girlfriend relationship. But we're still podcasting partners and business partners. Oh, and, for sure. And that's not changing. We're, we're like best friends. I mean, we're, I, I don't have any less love for you. I really don't. Same. Thank you. So after the hospital experience, I was trying to check myself into a, like a mental therapy rehab, like an inpatient. Like a 30-day. Yeah, 30, thing. right. Um, what do they call it? Is it called inpatient? Like where you live yeah, there? Yeah, I think so. Because in my mind, I knew I needed to work on myself. I knew I needed to get away from everything. I just needed separation. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to run. And so to me, this was my... My, I'm going to run away and get better and then come back to my life. I'm going to say, fortunately, at this point, my insurance wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, your insurance sucks. Sorry, Kaiser. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that, too, looking back, is that I finally got a call back from Kaiser to talk about what I was wanting. And the lady that was talking to me, she had looked up the rehab facility on the Internet because it was, you know, about an hour away from where I lived. The kids could visit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we don't pay for that. That looks like a really nice place. <laughs> like, you bitch. What, you think I'm like trying to go on vacation? Like, what the fuck? That was kind of funny. Um, but, and I'm going to let you talk in a minute, Mary. Sorry, I'm just getting oh. this all out. That's <laughs> Some things never change. <laughs> Even broken up. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still me. You're still you. Yeah, I'm still a sidekick on a podcast over here. No, <laughs> you're just a co-host on a podcast whose co-host talks a lot. He's <laughs> <It's> real chatty. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Blah, 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 Kaiser sucks. But the reason that I was looking back glad is because it was right around that time when, when I was trying to get in and I didn't know that they weren't going to let me in because it's too nice or whatever the fuck was when I found out that my mom had a couple weeks left, maybe. Right, right. And in my mind, I was on the wait list to get into one of these facilities. I hadn't found out yet that Kaiser was a piece of shit. And I had to make the decision, do I go out and see my mom? Or if the, a bed opens up for me, because these places are very hard to get into, if a bed opens up for me, is it the better choice to just go to the facility and start my recovery? Right. And I went back and forth on it a little bit. I did. And actually, I didn't even hear back from Kaiser until after I'd made the decision, I need to go see my mom. I was told that my mom had a couple weeks left. And I flew out and I got there in the morning, like the very next morning that I found out. And I was able to spend time with her. And we talk about a lot of this. Um, I don't, you know, at this point... Kimberly and I have been podcasting about my experience in Utah with my family and the funeral. And at this point, I don't know if that episode will have come out by now. Probably not. No, we're going to release this one first. Okay. And you have to release part two of that and you record rather yes. part two of that. Yeah. So the detailed story is coming. Don't worry. I'm, I'm not brushing over good stuff. But I'm just saying that I am so glad that I went out there to see my mom. She yeah. She died the very next morning after I got there. Wow. And all the experiences they had through that entire 
time with my my two brothers that I'm close with and helping my dad understand what was going on. He has severe um, dementia now. And being able to hold my mom's hand, like, God, if I would have missed that. Yeah. And I'd, I wouldn't have known how much I would have missed, but after gone through it, I'm like, I would, that those are moments in my life that are etched in my brain, etched in my heart. And I would literally be less of a person had mm-hmm. I not had that experience. Well, and you can go into more details about that on the uh, podcast episodes that are going to be coming up. But the rest of us here, we're really worried about you making that choice to go to Utah because you, you didn't seem okay. Right, right. I wasn't, but it was like, fuck, I got to go see my mom. I bought a one-way ticket and I had decided to, like, if I got the phone call that there's a bed ready, I would have come back. Um, and because I just wanted to go see her one more time. Right. It was so good for me to be there and have a distraction from our breakup. I mean, I was still horribly sad and grieving and I cried every day, but being there with my with my mom in her last hours and spending time with my, my two brothers that I like and we could all grieve together and make jokes and make each other laugh. I needed that. That was yeah. that was so good for me to do and I'm so glad that I did that. You know, came back, the funerals funeral was like three weeks later and they had to keep my mom on ice. <laughs> but so the, before so we could, weird. <laughs> before we could get everybody out there, all the uh-huh. family get out there for the funeral. But that's the funeral part. That's in the Me and Kimberly podcast. Um, you know, but coming back again, so hard. Uh, we kind of distance ourselves from each other. It was needed. We still talk every day. And at this point, obviously because we're podcasting together again. We're in a really good place. I know. And I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Is it because I'm amazing? <laughs> well, you had mentioned a long time ago that if we ever did break up, you couldn't have me in your life anymore. It was terrifying for me. Yeah. I felt that way then. And I didn't did. want to lose you. I know. Yeah. I, I get it. I get, I get it. Saying those things back then, I, I meant them. Sure. You know, um, but now that here we are, God, I can't imagine being without you in my life. Same. Yeah. So now that we've worked through another thing about us and about Mary that I love is that we were able to have a lot of good conversations about the relationship and what had happened and what was good and what didn't work. Uh, And and I think that maybe, uh, well, uh, most of the people I know after breakups they're just pissed and they don't really talk. It's just like, Mm -hmm. well, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) You did this, you did that. And Mary and I have been able to just sit and I've been able to cry because that's what I do and just talk it out. We're also hella old. We're, we are, I know. <laughs> like, what, I don't have the energy to be angry. Well, And I with, do like to talk. With age, potentially, comes wisdom. Not always, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Luckily mm-hmm. for us. I think we did a lot of learning about ourselves. Yeah. I know you did. I know I did too, but from our talking. I went into therapy. Oh, you had, exactly. Yeah. And don't you have an appointment coming up? I do. I went to like three back-to-back days of therapy right after the breakup, and then I went to Utah. And now I'm set up with a therapist that I've gone to before that I really love. Good. Not that I didn't like the one before, but I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Find your therapist is our point. Right. And therapy is good. Yes, therapy is good. <laughs> um, but again, being able to sit down with Mary and still have that same love, uh, work through the grief of knowing it's different now. Right. 
but being able to to talk about things and to apologize to each other. Yeah. To be able to bring something up, Mary, this hurt me, blah, blah, blah. You think about it, you're like, wow, I didn't mean that to hurt you in such a way. I'm sorry. And having all those back and forth apologies and understandings, it's just kind of beautiful, honestly. I know. I love that we were able to just talk through everything and process it. Multiple conversations, as many as it took. Oh, know? and all the time. Text sometimes. We were yeah. here for it. As many as many conversations as it took to feel better right, and get everything said. And, ha- and it's not easy. Oh, God, those were hard conversations. Oh, wow. Like being, and, you know, we've always been honest with each other, but there were some things where, I don't know if we want to say the honesty was less or guarded because we didn't want to hurt the other. Mm-hmm. Kind of, we, I mean, we kind of say what was going on, but not, not necessarily in in a way that um, we each understood how dire it how, was. Yes, how dire, <laughs> how how much whatever was going on was hurting. Just kind of, hey, this is what's up, and but we really went there. Yeah, we really went there, and I think that helped both of us understand why the the falling apart of the relationship. I don't know. Again, I'm like, I don't want to go into the whys. We're just, no. it just is. And now it's great, truly. Like Mary said, we're down at the river right now. This is our first pa- podcast we've done since the breakup. I wasn't ready to podcast. And I actually had some moments of, I don't want to do the podcast. Yeah. Because of the hurt and how weird it would be and how I would probably be so sad. But I went back and listened to a couple of the earlier podcasts. And in those, there were some letters that we had read from people who wrote in and just fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Like people are hurting. People need to hear us and to help. And I'm like, I don't want to stop this. A, I enjoy, I love the podcast. B, it does, it does good for the world. Uh, And so my well, goal. I think also, sorry to interrupt you. No, I'm talking Our your ear off. Our ability to be vulnerable and put it all out there is inspirational to a lot of people who maybe haven't had that opportunity, you know? Absolutely. No, I like, We sure. give people courage to be authentic with who they are, you know? Right. I know you and I had a discussion about how do we tell the listeners that we broke up? And and in my extreme grief, I was just like, just stop the podcast. Done. We disappear. You know, obviously <laughs> we've worked through that. I was, I was not great. No, you weren't in a good place. I was not. But we, we talked about like, you know what? Honestly, most relationships end. Are we letting people down right now with that cold truth? <laughs> oh, no, statistically speaking, divorce is over 50%. Um, and so to pretend like this relationship was perfect and to to just drop it at the you know when we break up I think that does a disservice to our listeners because we want to talk about how things are now we want to talk about how we worked through it we want to talk about those those things because I think it matters also I have reframed what this breakup is you can look at breakups as a failure and I do not at all yeah. look at the relationship was a failure, the fact that we broke up showing that that was a failure. No, nothing about this. Meeting you, loving you, starting the podcast, everything that led us to this point, none of it was wrong. None of it was a failure. I don't want to do over for any of it. I don't. I don't regret 
a single moment of it. Right. Took me a little longer to get there. I understand. Because <laughs> uh, you know me, I'm a feeler. Um, I'm there now. I, I really honestly am. I think in our six years, almost six years, whatever, we have had amazing times. We've helped each other through some very hard things. We have this podcast that I know has been life-changing for so many people and I've loved doing it with you. So yeah, that's that's where we are. Did you want to add anything else to that? No, I think I uh, I said it. You did. I and said it a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is continuing. We want yeah. to make sure you all realize that. We're not done. No. We just took a big ass break. And honestly, I know we've been way less than weekly for a while. <laughs> I'll say. But I think a lot of it was just the buildup of the stress and pressure um, in the relationship and just, you know, being unhappy yeah, and not knowing what to do about it. I still don't think we're going to be able to get back to weekly only because you're so busy right? with kids and like 25 jobs, I think. I'm up to a lot. (laughs) Getting us in the same place at the same time is challenging. It is. It is. But we're not stopping. No, no, no. And now that I'm to a place where I'm like, fuck yeah, we're going to keep doing the podcast. I am, I am most definitely more motivated to get together and, and do this thing. Again, it's not going to be weekly. It might be monthly. I don't know. We might do a bunch in two weeks and then we might not do anything for a while. It doesn't matter. We're going to do things on our own time and things that don't stress us out because the last thing we need is more stress but because we really want to give a good product out to you all. Absolutely. And folks who enjoyed the last time we were on God Awful Movies talking about Charlie. God, that was so God awful. (laughs) We released some of those videos on Patreon. We haven't yet. Well, maybe by the time this comes out, that's true. Those videos will be up. I've been a little bit busy, but um, we're going to be on God Awful Movies again. Fuck yeah. What's the name of the movie? Maybe these people want to watch it and it's not a Mormon movie, but I can rip a I can rip apart any fucking religious yeah, movie. I don't, I don't know anything about this movie. We still have to watch it. It's called Unwanted Presence. Presence, not like gifts. Right. But like I, things around you, I think I you guess. can look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's a YouTube one. I don't think it made it to like IMAX. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> I could check, check, check on IMDb, see if it was in the IMAX theaters. Charlie's Theron in that? No, I'm just kidding. Doubtful. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's supposed to come out the 10th of October. That's when they're going to drop the episode. episode nice. The god-awful podcast episode with us. So we'll still be showing up here and there. If uh, if you're yeah. not getting your fill of LDL, I'm hearing about some people are going back to the beginning and re-listening. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I guess we'll start over. And that's actually awesome. Do it. You might have missed some good shit I'm in there. I'm sure. I'm you sure. You might have been laughing so hard at one joke that you missed the one I dropped right after. Oh, because they were laughing at my joke. Oh, wow. Crickets. (laughs) I know. Dan, please insert crickets on that one. That was fucking awesome. That needs a good cricket. (laughs) Chirp, chirp. (laughs) That is funny. Well, I'm looking at the clock and thinking we should probably get to the letters. Do we take a break first? No. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we take our break? I just want to reiterate again that Mary and I are happy. We've moved through the grief stage. I know that healing isn't linear. You know, I might cry once in a while. Mary might hit a wall where she's like, fuck. Um, (laughs) That will be the extent of my emotion. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then back to work. (laughs) 
Um, but I'm we, more like, well, shit. Shit. <laughs> but we love each other. We do. We spend time together. Like, we're here at the river right now together in the same house. And it's good. We really enjoy being around each other. We do. So I think we're getting the best of everything right now. You know, we can work on our own shit. We can be in each other's lives. We can still podcast. You know, we can go out to eat, whatever. But we're also free of the uh, the stress in all the things that were happening yeah. in the relationship. So it was a lot. I'm happy. Yeah. So nobody do a favor. Nobody take Team Shelly, Team Mary sides on this one. We're t- we're in it together. Although I know it would be Team Shelly. Oh, I'm fucking around. <laughs> uh, yes, we are the team. Yeah, we are still a team. I'm yes. still not about the toaster ovens, but we are still <laughs> a fucking team. Uh, one day I might win you over on that score. Hmm. Hmm. Well, all right. Let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we have a listener letter. Let's do it. Be right back. And we're back. Here we are. Okay. So I'm going to read one and then Shelly will read one. I've changed both their names. Just okay. in case. This person, I changed their name to T. Like the tea you drink? Could be. Okay. Or just the letter T. Green tea? Possibly. Okay, green tea, go. Chai. Chai. T says, dear Latter-day Lesbian. Hey, that's us. Mm-hmm. Always will be. <laughs> I wanted to thank you so much for the podcast that both of you do. Hearing Shelly's story and listening to Mary's thoughts have helped me so much in my life. I've recently discovered the podcast. I started binging it from the first episode. Fuck yeah. Way to go. All the way to the most recent one. Uh, by the way, this How letter, old is this letter? I know it's. I think it's. I think it's been a while. Oh, it's a couple of years. <laughs> oh, so she thought she was done, but guess what? There's <laughs> right? been two more years of. There's more. Yeah. Keep going. I wanted to thank you for helping me get through my life and for just everything you two do. Hmm. See, I know, you right? See? see. Okay. I hope I don't offend you with this, but I am a Mormon. The fuck is wrong with you? I bet they're not now. (laughs) I'm going to actually reply to that letter. We're going to need an update. For sure. Yet I agree with every single thing you've said. I completely agree with your thoughts and with everything you said about tithing and profits and meetings, etc. I've always questioned my sexuality. And hearing this podcast, hearing Shelly share her story... It has helped me come to terms with who I am and who I like. Thank you. And while I would love to be who I am, love who I love, and get out, I know my parents, who have a pretty strong hold over my life, will not accept me. Does T say how old she is? They? I don't know what the... Wait for it. I'm not sure. Oh, fuck. Sorry. And will not allow me to be who I want to be. Mm. And they will hate me, and everyone I know will hate me. Oof. And I'm scared to take a stand. Oh, God, been there. I'm so sorry. That is such a hard place to be in. Isn't it? Yeah. It feels like I'm trapped with few decisions. Mm -hmm. Especially because if I want to go to college, okay, so she's young, I have to go to a church school. Otherwise, they won't pay or let me go. God, I'm thinking uh, BYU-Idaho or BYU-fucking Provo. Provo. I hate that. Yeah, you go holding that over school. someone's yeah. head, right? You go to a church school or you're paying on your own. Right. Ugh. Toe the line. Yep. You know, I think Jesus was really into extortion. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Have you read the New <laughs> Testament? <laughs> 
the extortionist <laughs> Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> oh, it's applicable uh-huh. to that version for sure. Uh, I hate that. Yeesh. But hearing the podcast has inspired me and always makes my day brighter. Aww. I love that. I've done stuff that isn't contrary to what people teach, and I've seen how people in the church isolate those people. Mm-hmm. I guess the ones who are contrary. Yeah, don't fucking pierce your nose. <laughs> Saw how that went down for me. Yeah, Shit. don't do it. So I've always been afraid and terrified. Not just afraid, but terrified, Shelley. Mm. But hearing you tell your story has made me feel less alone. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Mary and Shelley, for everything you've done. And I hope you guys continue to do the podcast. Oh, we're doing it. Oh, we it. are. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Because it is truly amazing. Mm. I love your podcast and keep being you. 100%. Sincerely, T. Oh, T, thank you. I know. What a lovely letter. I'm so sorry. You feel stuck. You feel trapped. You feel like you have to do exactly everything that your parents are telling you to do and other yep. maybe friends and family members. I hate that for you. That sucks. You know, it's hard enough to feel that when you are an adult, Mm. but to feel that when you are still living under your parents' roof and they are the money holders and they are the, they hold, they hold all of the decision. Like it just fucking sucks. It sucks. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. Same. I um, put, mark that email when I'm going to reply finally and get an update. Okay. How about that? That sounds good. To green tea. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it's she, her pronouns. Yeah. Uh, be good to see what the update is on her life. Yes. Now. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for writing. Yeah. Uh, should we take one final break? I don't think we're going to do patrons this time. No, we'll I don't have those. it. I mean, we have some, but I, I haven't had the chance to look them up. We will get to it. Not to Yes, worry. we will get to your names. Mm-hmm. So let's just take uh, one last break and get to letter number two. All right. back. We're back. We're back. Shelly, I emailed you. Oh, shit. Let me open up my computer. Sorry. <laughs> Is it going to make a lot Hold. of noise? <sighs> Let me do see if I can read it on my phone. You have it on your phone. I know, but I didn't bring my... Oh, I do have my reading glasses. Hold on. <laughs> Shelly's going blind. For Shelly's old lady glasses. I know. They're sexy librarian glasses, <laughs> just like yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sexy librarian glasses. And, and the case for them is kind of gay rainbow striped. Hold on. Okay, now, so Mary and I are sitting on opposite couches. Now when I look at Mary, I only see a blur. But when I look at my phone, I can see shit. So this person was kind enough to change their name for us. Well, I did that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for calling me kind. Oh, God. I'm glad we can still laugh at dumb shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, here at the at the river this time, we've been here for a couple of days. We've been laughing so much. We have. We've we had been, some good deep conversations too. We have been yeah. cracking the fuck up and well, that's... We enjoy each other. We do. We truly mm-hmm. do. Okay. From Ophelia, the name that Mary gave. I thought I liked it. So. I was about to say how great this name was <laughs> that this person changed to, but you did it. Uh-huh. So I'll tell you, great name. Thanks. Hi, Mary and Shelley. I want to thank you both for starting the Latter-day Lesbian podcast. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I recently just started to listen to you both, and it's been so helpful for me that I'm not alone in what I'm dealing and facing. Once again, this letter's possibly a couple of years old. So, Well, I'm, I'm sure they're still feeling that. <laughs> Mark that one in the email, too, and I'll reply. We'll do updates. 
Okay, here's a little bit of my story. I'm needing advice and I don't have many in my personal life that I can turn to to discuss this with. I understand if you don't have the time to reply back. I mean, I kind of didn't, but I will. I think you may have replied at one time. You'll have to, you'll have to check. Well, how am I going to know? Because you changed your name to fucking Ophelia. You'll know. Okay. Plus the rest of the letter will look exactly like the one with the original name. Oh. <laughs> See how that works? Mary's still the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the emotional one. It's so true. <laughs> Listen, that will never fucking change. No. We are who we the fuck are. That's right. You know what's funny too? Sorry, sidetrack. Sorry, um, Ophelia. I know. Ophelia, <laughs> hold please. <laughs> when I went back and was listening to a few of the earlier earlier episodes. Uh-huh. You're so Utah. I'm so fucking. <laughs> um, it's hilarious because we were kind of trying not to swear. <laughs> I know. What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? The fuck? The fuck? Uh-huh. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, that was making me giggle because it's like, oh, wait till you hear what's coming <laughs> for anyone who's starting at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We were going to do a podcast episode where it was just trying to be like approved Mormon swears, but we never did that. Like fetch or... Fetch, I, I don't I even know. know. I don't really know all of them. There's lots. Fetch, flip. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Okay. Hopefully you will get where I'm at as I explain my story down below. I'm still thinking through things. I'm scared to come out to my family and friends about it. I'm 24 years old. I'm still active in the LDS church. I've still only dated one guy, which did not go well. We broke up in a month of dating, which was hard on me because I struggled throughout the whole thing. And after the breakup, I found myself questioning if I even liked men. You probably don't. (laughs) Shelly's like, you don't. You don't. Everyone's a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are, right? Uh, I started to open myself up more to girls and talking to them. Ruh-roh. Yeah, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. Don't start talking to girls. They will recruit you. <laughs> and boobs. Um, <laughs> and boobs. And boobs. I feel like right now I could be bisexual. We know how I feel about this. Yeah. You think it's the gateway drug. Yeah, bisexual is the gateway. <laughs> Some people are truly bisexual. I, I know it's a thing. I know. I know it's not fake. I'm just like when you are straight in quotations and then you start wondering if you're not straight, the safer... The safer path is the, to, to say I'm to bisexual. To stop by bisexual land. Right. Because then you're only <laughs> half bad. You're only a half <laughs> right. sinner. That's fucked up, but yeah, I said it. I feel like right now I could be bisexual, but I'm not even sure if that's what it is. It's not. Hmm. Also, I have my endowments. Oh, fuck. She's been through the temple. Also, I have my endowments and have been through the temple, so I'm so scared to say anything due to that because I know I will get a mouthful on the whole, you made temple covenants and you're breaking them. Oh, wow. Blah, blah, blah. I have shown so many people the fucking magic handshakes at this point. (laughs) No lightning has hit me and everyone... Exactly. And everyone's like, that's weird. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're going to have to cut your own throat. I, I don't want to. I'm not about it. <laughs> Thankfully, they took that out of the ceremony, right? Well, sure, but it doesn't mean it didn't. they didn't say it in the first place. Sure. Okay. I haven't come close to wanting to leave the church yet. I just feel so alone on this, and the people I've told are people outside of the church that I know I can trust. Mm-hmm. I've always had a good feeling toward the church, but I never liked the whole thing on why the church judges the LGBTQ community like it does. I don't like that either. It's bullshit. Yeah. Do you remember in the New Testament where Jesus was just judging (laughs) the fuck out of everyone? 
it's a great reason to leave. Yes. It Honestly, really is. If nothing else. If nothing else. Leave for that. Yeah. I can't look at you, Mary. It makes my eyes blurry because okay. my glasses. All right. I'll look over the top. There you are. Whatever you need to do. Okay, thanks. Uh, let's see. I have a brother on a mission and my sister just got married in the temple. And as for me, I'm confused and I'm trying to do everything the right way as my parents have told me to do. But I don't know how much longer my mental health can handle this. Listen, Ugh. if what you're being told to do and what your church is telling you to do, blah, 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 is fucking with your mental health, right. that is a sign. Yeah. That is a sign. Choose you. Yes. Choose you. Oh, God, please choose you. Yes. I'm not going to do anything to physically hurt myself. Good. Thank God. Yeah. I just need some guidance on what I should do. Sorry for the long email. I hope you got where I'm coming from. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Signed, Ophelia. Not her name. Advice. You go. Leave. <laughs> okay, yes. And how do you, do you deal with that with your family? Okay, first of all, do you live with your family? Did she say? She didn't say. She's 24. It, not that that means anything. It makes a difference if you're living under the roof of mm -hmm. believers who are, you know, forcing your hand and expecting certain things from you, certain behaviors, et cetera. Very true. Makes a huge difference. If you're on your own, it opens up some possibilities. Absolutely. And I don't think you're saying, and I'm not saying wait until you're out on your own. If you do live at home, just know that it's a little more complicated I know that just you leave. have to see them every day. You're just going to get more <laughs> shit, right? I know sometimes it's not possible to just leave. I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there are small ways in which you can start to choose you. Like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia, you're going to just have to gauge how it works with you maybe wanting to skip church a few times here and there. Mm -hmm. See how that feels. Absolutely. And I know there have been people uh, who are kind of made to go to church with their family and they have been able to sort of tune it out for now. Right. Get on your fucking phone, do Wordle. Like, I'm just, I don't know what's going to work for you. Wordle? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, crossword puzzles. Huh. I don't know what's going to work for you. I don't have the answers for everyone at all. But I'm just saying some people who have to go because either they live at home or they're just worried about they're not yet ready right. to, you know, flick that domino over. They've been okay going along in the motions and just checking out of it mentally. Again, not advice. I'm just saying that's what some people have been able to do. Well, and honestly, putting yourself first, putting the needs of others second, and choosing yourself is a lifelong journey sometimes. Absolutely. You and don't you sure... have to figure this out in like a month or no. something. And you sure didn't learn how to do that in the Mormon church. So probably when you start putting yourself, you will be labeled as selfish. Sure. That is the Mormon way. That's a lot of the ways actually. Yeah. I mean, also boundaries. When you set a boundary with someone that can be labeled as selfish. When, mm -hmm. when the other person doesn't understand the boundary, doesn't like the boundary. Right. Doesn't you like know, change. You're mean. You're mm -hmm. selfish. Right. Doesn't like change. Yeah. So these are things that are really challenging, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're already recognizing this current situation is not working for you. Right. Ophelia, you are on your way. Yeah. You you have actually taken a huge step on your path. Yes. Because of acknowledging it and knowing that where you want to get. 
That's huge. So give yourself some credit. I know that you're, you know, inside you feel lost and depressed. I so understand that. But you have already taken a huge ass step. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. That's, and that's really brave for writing in. Uh, you didn't specifically say to change your name. Well, either letter. But I just decided to do it. They're mm-hmm. young and still in the church. And so I decided to change names. Sure. Yeah. You know, shout out to everyone out there. But I'm, I'm thinking of the people who have written in. You all are so brave. Mm-hmm. No matter what point in your life you've written in, where you are in your story, the fact that you are somewhere in your story thinking that you need to get away from this cult mm. is huge and brave and scary. I am just in awe at our listeners, honestly. I know. Y'all fucking badasses. (laughs) Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. you are. So, Mm -hmm. Ophelia, it's going to get easier. Yes. Uh, It might get a little harder, but over time, it will get easier. Putting yourself first can feel uh, scary and selfish, Mm -hmm. but um, with practice, it does get easier. Right. And when I say it's harder, um, you're going to get some 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 backlash from people. For sure. Yeah. Or shit. Shitty backlash. Mm -hmm. Backlashy shit. Shitlash. Right. You'll be getting some shitlash. Mm, okay. Okay. Sorry, go. Um, but you know what? You're worth it. And and uh, you should come first. It's your life. Yeah. This is your story. Be the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Be the hero of your own story. This is all about you. Yes. And people are just going to have to deal. Mm-hmm. They are. And people will get used to it. They will. Or they won't. And who the fuck cares? Yeah. Sometimes you have to figure out who truly loves you, who your true friends are. Mm-hmm. And they may not be blood related. You know? Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. Mm -hmm. It is okay. You've got us, Ophelia. See? And T. You both have us. (laughs) Um, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. We've been sort of putting off the breakup episode as we're working through shit, so we don't actually have a lot planned to talk about. Um, So, yeah, that's it. I feel... How do you feel, Mary, now that we've done this? I feel okay, and I'm I'm glad we didn't go into a lot of detail. Yeah, it's our personal shit. Yeah, for sure. But it does feel good to share with our listeners who've been very invested in us and the podcast and whatever. It feels good to just lay it down there and, and be good with it. And I want to thank everybody in advance for their support mm-hmm. as we go through this. Yep. This isn't a sides thing, like we mentioned before. No. Uh, please just support us both and... Yeah. and and this decision. This is absolutely a no-fault divorce. Right. 100%. Right. I know like movie stars say that shit and it's not <laughs> true, but and then it comes out later and they had 17 girlfriends on the side. And then you're Johnny Depp and you're in court. Oh, fuck. That was a good one. Uh, yes. No-fault divorce. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And we love each other and we're going to keep loving each other and keep doing the things that we love to do together. And that's not going to change. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank... Both T and Ophelia for writing in. Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for sharing your stories. Mm-hmm. Also want to thank Dan from Extension Audio. You know, I don't think Dan has heard us thank him in a while. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Yeah, and uh, he also didn't realize we had broken up. So this he will find that out oh, by listening God. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, when we send this for the first edit, he's going to be like, the oh, fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be news to Dan. Let's not tell him. Let's just send that shit over. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Dan, if you want to record your response at the end of this uh, episode and put it in there, fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, buddy. You do you, Dan. <laughs> We're all doing ourselves. 
themselves. That oh. sounded bad. Well, these days. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I All love right, you, Mary. I love you. <laughs> uh, we will be talking to you all soon. Absolutely. We're not quitting. Can you still say the steer clear of cults because that's still applicable? Well, you just did. No, I didn't. Because they're no joke. No joke at all. <laughs> Talk to you later. Fuck. Bye-bye. <laughs>